What's good, people? CJ Williams checking in for Culturalist Theory. On today's episode, we're taking it to the M-Town to rank 8-ballin' MJG's albums from worst to first. Note, this list will not include any mixtapes, EPs, or solo projects, only group albums from the pair. If you like this content, hit the thumbs up for your boy and subscribe to stay tapped into the channel. Now that that's out the way, Let's get it. Number eight, Riding High. The second and final album from the Orange Mound MCs to drop on Bad Boy Records was a commendable but forgettable project. Things start off on a high note with the lead single, Relax and Take Notes, being a banger that flipped the notorious B.I.G. bars into a catchy hook, featuring Project Pat and MJG flowing in and out of the beat with precision. Unfortunately, the highlights are slim after that with only a few joints worth running back. The second single, Cruising, featuring 112 being one of them. You can throw 30 rocks and clap on in there too. After that, it's quiet though. Number seven, 10 toes down. Leaving Bad Boy Records for TI's Grand Hustle imprint, 8Ball and MJG's latest album comes in second to last on our list. The Memphis duo haven't lost a step when it comes to bars as even after 20 years, their lyrics still hit home. But this album could have benefited from better direction as it's missing the soul that the great Ball and G albums had tons of. Instead, we get a lot of 808 lace production with subpar written hooks. It's not that the production is bad at all, as Drummer Boy contributed four records, David Banner, Nitty Beats, and even former Beats by the Pound member Moby Dick also worked on the album. Drummer Boy provided the most heat as all four of his joints were dope, but after his deep horns and booming 808s fade out, there isn't much left to compliment them as many of the other records sound too formulaic. And whose idea was it to feature Soulja Boy? Shout out to Big Draco, but who asked for a collab between him and Ball and G? Now though this is listed as their last album, they would drop a live album called Classic Pimpin' in 2019 that's definitely worth checking out. Number six, on the outside looking in, the follow-up to their, spoiler alert, classic debut album, on the outside looking in, didn't quite pack the same punch, but was still a solid project with more than serviceable joints. The Orange Mound MCs bars are sharp as expected on joints like Crumbs to Bricks, No Sellout, and the title track serving as MJG's solo. The rest of the album suffers a slight fall off in production with attempts at West Coast funk like Players Night Out not completely working. The album's saving grace is the classic Lay It Down featuring fellow Suave House artist Thorough and Crime Boss. The beat samples Love Unlimited's Move Me No Mountain to perfection. talking flames. Major shout out to Barry White for producing that original track, Timeless. Before we get into the top five Ball and G group albums, what did you think of their respective solo runs? Ball had like six or seven albums with a couple of mixtapes, and MJG had five. Did y'all rock with any of them at all? Like outside of Lost, the solo albums didn't get much love, so let us know in the comments what we were sleeping on. Also, I got a story about that Lost release too. We'll get to that in a minute, but for now, Back to the list. Number five, Space Age Forever. The duo's first release of the new millennium and first release on new label J-Core Entertainment was a solid, semi-risky departure from their usual sound. We say that because longtime producer T-Mix is nowhere to be found on this project, replaced instead by more well-known producers like DJ Quick, Jazzy Faye, Swiss Beats, and for the first time, MJG. This could have easily went left as some may interpret this as an attempt to go mainstream. Thankfully, that's not the case as the lead singer Pimp Hard was tried and true Ball and G that we had come to expect. The banger shows the two seamlessly tag teaming the Jazzy Faye beat with MJG backing up 8-Ball for a total of 6 verses. The chemistry is absolutely on point. 
Same goes for the MJG produced Collard Greens and DJ Quick produced Janky. Now, not every producer risk works as Swiss's drums can sometimes clash as with Boom Boom, which doesn't really hit. Although the outro, thank God that he did was much better. Inconsistencies aside, their fifth album did enough to satisfy diehards and entice new fans to follow along. Number four, Living Legends. Jumping labels once again, their debut album on Puff's newly formed Bad Boy South was a banger that proved to be a successful free agent pickup, at least for one album. Unsure of how exactly the Memphis veterans would mesh with the shiny suit Bad Boy image, the gamble paid off as this is easily their best work outside of the 90s. Things start off a little sketchy with the lead single You Don't Want Drama being dope, but the rest of the first half of the album is hit and miss. We do it and when it's on, work. Trying to get at you and baby girl, not so much. But when you get to number 12, Forever featuring Lloyd, you can just let the project ride out from there. The Bangladesh produced banger features Ball and G doing what they do best, but it's the Murder Inc. artist Lloyd that steals the show absolutely killing the hook. From there, you get a nice three track run with Look at the Grills featuring T.I. and Twister, Don't Make, and Memphis City Blues. Then to stick the landing, the last record is arguably the best song on the album, Confessions. It's a reflective, slow tempo slapper that's one of the group's strongest B-sides. The album would be a commercial success as well, selling 121,000 copies in its first week, giving the group its first top three record. Before we get to the top three, what's your favorite feature from Ball and G? You can go B-sides like Hard Times on that chicken and beer, or the player way on Mace's Harlem World. Maybe you prefer them on singles like Show Nuff by Tila or Three Sixes Stay Fly. One of our favorites, y'all remember Shauna from DTP? She had a record called Candy Coated featuring Ball and G. Go check that out. Number three, On Top of the World. Now this was more like it. The third album proved to be a nice return to form from their second project. On Top of the World, produced entirely by T-Mix, was a tight, cohesive body of work that banged from open to close. Eight Ball is especially sharp on joints like All In My Mind, Pimpin' My Own Rhyme, and Hand of the Devil. Obviously, the standout track is the single Space Age Pimpin', and we're gonna get to that in a second. But first, we need to give Marlon Jermaine Goodwin, AKA MJG, his flowers, because his verse on Friend or Foe? <sighs> Unfortunately, this platform won't let us play it in full, but if you know, you know. And if not, do yourself a favor and stream that one time for your boy. Okay, back to the single, which was equally as fire. Space Age Pimpin' is the definitive 8-Ball and MJG record. If you or someone you know has never heard the group's music, this is the joint you start with. You're gonna hear five minutes of Ball and G floating over top smooth bass lines and bluesy guitar licks. Combine that with the sultry vocals from Nina Crack, hope I said that correctly, and what you have is a timeless hip hop record on par with any other classic record from the mid 90s, South, West, East, or Midwest included. Number two, In Our Lifetime, Volume One. Dropping four years after their previous On Top of the World album, by 1999, Ball and G had both dipped their toe into the solo world. MJG first in 97 with No More Glory and 8-Ball the following year with the triple CD Lost. Fun fact, I paid $30 for that 8-Ball album only to realize the third CD was just a compilation of acts on the label. $30 for an album in high school felt like 100. Now don't get us wrong, the album was dope, but $30? Anyway, I'm still hot about that. Thankfully, the group decided to reconnect for their fourth album because it's one of their best bodies of work. There's the group's origin story on Paid Dues featuring a supremely slept on CeeLo, strip club staple Don't Flex, and a semi-sequel to Friend or Foe called Love Hurts. 
Shout out to Nina from Space Age Pippin providing background vocals on that joint too. MJ and the Fat Mac go together like peanut butter and jelly on more standouts like Daylight and Do It How It Go. But it's the lead single we started this where the pair are literally neck and neck on the verses with A-Ball maybe edging out G on the record. A prime example of why the group works so well. Usually with groups, there's a rapper clearly better than the other, but with them, and it's a song by song basis. Like, would you say Ball is that much better than MJG or vice versa? It's too close to call, but what we do know is that In Our Lifetime would be a worthy number one album in many catalogs if it wasn't for this next joint. Number one, coming out hard. August 17th, 1993, the now legendary duo of 8Ball and MJG would release their classic debut album, Coming Out Hard, on the super influential record label, Suave House, painting picture perfect pimp tales from the streets of the M. If you had to compile five hip-hop albums that define Memphis, this has to be one if not the first mention. The project has no skips and joints like Pimps, Nine Little Millimeter Boys, and the title tracks sound just as good today as they did 30 years ago. We also can't forget the solo records like Primrose, Mr. Big, and Pimp Tight MJG's Pimps in the House. Matter of fact, if there was a knock, it's that the album is only nine tracks long and one of those is an intro. We know they had three more bangers in the stash they could have thrown on there just for us. It's all good as the less is more approach worked just fine. Speaking of that, shout out to the album cover designed by famed graphic kings Pen and Pixel. Known more for their gaudy designs from the Cash Money No Limit era, this cover is much more toned down. At the end of the day, what we're left with is a five mic, two thumbs up, double XL, however you want to rate it classic that has and will continue to stand the test of time. That's it for our list today. Let us know in the comments, did we get it right? Also, we need more groups to rank. Throw us some suggestions. We did Outcast already, but we know there's plenty more. Who do you want to see? Let us know what group we should count down next in the comments. Until then, it's your man CJ Williams for Culturalist Theory. I'll see y'all next list.